was, uh, so I got to tell you first and foremost, I got to tell you, uh, so I told you a few weeks ago that I stole one of your assignments, the, the lyric analysis assignment. And I got to tell you, man, my kid, my students took me to church this week. They, they hit it it out of the ballpark. They sent me, (laughs) they sent me some new music that, and some new music videos that I was watching and man, man, oh man, I tell you, they made my week because I started watching some of these these music videos and stuff. And I'm like, how did I not know about this? Like, man, these kids are going through it. Like it changes your, it changes your bubble, right? It changes your feed. That's right. So, so yeah, I got, you. I got introduced to Bad Bunny and how uh, how important yeah, Bad, Bad Bunny. Bunny is to the LGBT community. Didn't know, didn't know this, uh, yeah. and and yeah, and it it was just yeah, they 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 hit a little of the park, man. I was impressed, and I definitely it's, will be using that assignment again. It's so brilliant when you learn from your students and you just let go, and they teach you, and they teach each other. It's a beautiful thing to to see and hear. I just I just think that that's really the that's what keeps me coming back for sure. Absolutely. Um, well, this is a great week because guess what? This is our tenth episode. Who yeah, would have right. would have thought ten episodes we would make in. it to ten? And uh, ten, I think ten episodes. I would I think one of those we did on our own, but nine nine in, individuals <laughs> have said yes to us. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It, we're on a pretty good roll here, and we're gonna keep. I think I think we can call this a show now, the Masscom yeah podcast show, or just the show. Let's just yeah. call it the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, the the stats are doing pretty good. Uh, we got to tell. Uh, we're gonna have to tell. Uh, 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 Melissa. Monroe Young and Lisa McDaniel that they are the uh, the they are they are they have reclaimed their throne as the most played episode. Uh, oh, nice! They they beat out uh, Matt Williams from Blizzard. So uh, if there's a little friendly competition for you, hey, uh, that's great. Hey, NBC's you know all of these episodes. Yeah, man, this is good. I think I think what we're gonna learn today is is really cool. Uh, we've got a guest that's gonna join us. And um, she has uh, caught my attention on on Instagram, and uh, so you know we're we're gonna we've been learning so many things uh, that it's hard to keep up with all of the different facets of where mass communication education can take you, uh, and that's really the premise I think of our show. We didn't we didn't know that coming in, right? I think it was kind of just something that developed and bringing value to students uh, that want to listen about, hey, what people are really doing with their knowledge in this field. So that's yeah. been cool. Yeah, that has been cool. So, so yeah, so, um, so yeah. Uh, so what else has been going on? I know, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're still in the midst of this uh, election cycle and pandemic going on outside. Yeah. It's a, it's a crazy world. Yeah, that it is, man. Uh, so I'm going to dedicate this podcast uh, to my uncle, who we just lost to COVID, uh, according to the posts that I've been getting and communicate from the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, his uh, He leaves a legacy, man. His name is Francisco Hernandez. Uh, 
Uh, he lives in the Dallas area where I grew up, and he actually coached me in soccer, man. So <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, it, it 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 was cool. He's he's like the king of 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 football, you know. Like he, I just uh, got a chance to see him. Uh, thankfully, over the summer uh, when I took the trip to see my dad for Father's Day, uh, if you cool. remember that. Yeah. And uh, that was the last time I seen my parents. But uh, what we did was pretty cool. And you know, we didn't have a lot of plans. We just wanted to be quarantined with them for a little bit. And so we drove out to Oak Cliff and, um, you know, that's probably what, like 20, 30 minute drive. If you're from the DFW area, shout out to Mountain View college. That's where I went. Um, South Grand Prairie in the house, but yeah, they lived in the, in the Oak Cliff area. And, um, so we drove by to see my grandma's house. Cause my grandma's house is being renovated by my uncle. Uh, who still lives at the house. And so we, I wanted to go see that. And uh, my other grandma was used to raise me like two streets down. And uh, yeah, so we did that. And then he's like, hey, you want to go see uh, your tia and your tío? And I said, yeah, let's go. Because you know, they live in the same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so thankfully they were headed out. Uh, they were just about to leave to go to Sam's. And we drove up, kind of drive, you know, drive by visiting people and, uh, I got to see him one last time. I talked to him and, you know, he's, he's doing well and living life. And, you know, we we're talking about soccer, of course. And I said, isn't it crazy? There's no fans in the, cause at the time it was just, you know, soccer and stuff going on TV. He's like, yeah, it's not the same. And, uh, but yeah, I always remember him for that, man. He just, he, he was, uh, you know, wonderful person, of course, and great human being, father, grandfather, great grandfather, um, so, so shout out to him, uh, up in heaven. Cause I know that's where he is. Uh, and so I'm going to keep pressing on. I, I, I wanted to do this for him because, you know, COVID is real and, 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 you know, that's, I think one of the reasons why we do our work is cause, you know, there's so many things about, uh, you know, the world that challenges us. And unfortunately one of them is, you know, uh, the spread of misinformation and, and, uh, and, you know, conspiracy, which I think if you really consider human lives being lost, that there's, there's no bias to that. There's, there is no, you know, makeup of that. Like, why would you, you know, why would you even go that route? And so, so it's educating people that, Hey, this, this is still going on. Right. We are still in the uh, and, pandemic. Absolutely. And so we got to take care of each other and, you know, continue to, you know, to, to not let our guards down and stuff like that. But yeah, Absolutely. so it hits it hits hard, but I think we're going to do this for him and and his spirit. It's definitely right. with us. So, yeah, let's do that, man. Let's, let's do, do that. All right. Well, without so. further ado, uh, we are going to let our uh, the the person we've invited today in and. So, welcome, Christina Olivares, who uh, is with us today, a social media strategist. So. Uh, welcome, Christina, to the show. It's so good to be here. I'm really excited to speak with y'all today, and we're going to get into a lot of social media goodness. Um, so I'm excited. Cool. Excellent. So Christina is the founder and CEO of the Social Butterfly Gal. That's uh, that's amazing. Yeah. And uh, you you have uh, obviously been in this uh 
in, in this entrepreneurial role for, for a little while. And uh, I actually uh, had a chance to watch the Palo Alto TEDx presentation uh-huh. that you gave and your speech was just amazing. I thought it was spectacular you. what you did. Thank so, you. What a year. What a year, right? Just like what a year and such so timely too to to be talking about the power of social media in such a pivotal year and also as social media is being questioned um, in our everyday lives. So I always love to try and, you know, bring it in a positive manner because social media has done so, so many good things for me as well. Yeah, absolutely. We were just talking, we were just talking about that. And uh, so, so what we want to do is we want to get right into some of the questions we have because our students, because uh, we both teach at Northwest Vista College, uh-huh. uh, Mark and myself, and and one of the biggest, I think, gaps that students have in their thinking is, okay, great, we're talking about, you know, media in this class and how sort of theoretically it 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 works, but bridging the gap between the 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 the, the theorists, right, or the, yeah. the professors, the instructors, and then and then the practitioners, mm-hmm. right? Like, how can I how can I apply this and start my career? And so. Yeah. This is this is wonderful that you're here because you are, uh, you know, one of those individuals we wanted to get to and talk with about your practice. Oh. So, so Mark, do you want to ask the first question uh, and then we can kind of keep going and we're just we're going to have a great co- casual conversation with you, Christina. We're just going to learn from you, and uh, it's going to be an amazing time. So awesome. Yeah, it's, and so it's it's uh, thanks for coming out, and it's uh, nice to meet you, Christina. Yeah. Uh, I think the first question that our students would have, and really the first question I have, I guess, after looking at your website and some of the work that you do, the 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 most obvious first question is, you know, what what does your day to day, you know, work life look like? What do you what do you get up and after you have your cup of coffee, your tea, what what do you do? Yeah, so. One thing about entrepreneurship that is, you know, so awesome, but also so crazy is you have the power to structure your own days. I love being able to have the freedom to create, you know, systems and processes that are tailored to what I love and I enjoy. And so my day-to-day, you know, work life is very, very different. Every day is very different. I try my best to structure my days with a batching system. So I, um, in between, you know, I manage two, two social media clients that, throughout the course of my business, I've really kind of put at a point where I'm not really managing social media anymore. I'm taking more of the role as the strategist, but I do have two clients that I still, you know, they're my bread and butter. I still manage their social media. And so I structure my days by, in terms of like specific tasks. So Mondays are all about content and I create content for my clients that I manage. And then I create content for myself. So I use Mondays really as like, that is my strongest day of the week. I'm refreshed from the weekend. I'm ready to strategize. I'm ready to create videos. And so I work with my clients on creating their content first in the morning. And then 
I use my afternoons to really think about like what content am I going to be producing for my own brand? And that is really the most difficult part because as a social media strategist, I do many different types of services. So I do a lot of consulting. I do a lot of strategy sessions. I do management still. I do a lot of speaking. And so I really had to learn very quickly, like you can't be doing everything all like on each day. So I really take Mondays to just reserve that. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays are really all about the sales. That's like my sales cycle. I do a lot of, that's when I have my consultation sessions. That's when I have my coffee meetings with any, any potential clients, discovery calls. That's all about, you know, maintaining those relationships. And Wednesdays are really structured for my second business that I have, which is a women's entrepreneurship conference. And I co-founded that business in 2018 with my best friend who does not live in San Antonio. She still lives in our hometown in the Rio Grande Valley. And Wednesdays are really our days to really fully work on just the conference. And then Fridays, it's a little bit more lenient for me. It's very like admin. I I, I have most of my admin work, what I need to get done for the rest of the week uh, with my assistant. I have our team meetings and that's really structured on you know, that team culture and just making sure that all the goals that we needed to accomplish that week are completed. And so I, I really had to learn how to batch my days throughout the course of my business. But I will tell you, you know, 2020 has been so unpredictable that, uh, I've had to learn how to just be, to pivot and adapt, but I created this, you know, structure for myself that, allows me to really do the things that I really love to do at the first part of the week. And then if it's more of like that admin work kind of towards the end, but every day is so different. Social media changes daily. But one thing that I do always consistently is I show up for my audience. I'm always on Instagram stories. I'm always talking to my audience. I'm making sure that I'm producing videos for that are helpful. Um, And I also show up for my clients, you know, making sure that they are the VIPs of, you know, working with each other. So it's, every day is so different. Wow. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds awesome. That sounds, uh, that sounds exciting. Uh, very stressful possibly. Yeah. I was like, am I amped up already, man? I'm like, (laughs) wow, this is, this is amazing. And And it really depends, you know, like one of my biggest clients is Fiesta San Antonio. And during the months of February to April, I am, you know, extremely busy, especially when we get to April, where that whole, you know, those 11 days, I, I am focused just on, on, you know, the event. And so, and then my conference happens in June. And so Q2 is very event driven and it's very like focused on event strategy and making sure that real time social media is happening. And so this year has been very different because of pretty much pivoting to a virtual conference. And then, you know, we didn't, there was no fiesta this year. So we had to fill in the gaps virtually. And, and that's why I'm saying like, there are, it's, it could change one minute to, to the next and you have to be pretty much like ready to go. But one thing that I always make sure is my tasks are completed. I'm very type A and I'm very goal oriented and I have like this massive to-do list and uh, I make sure that, you know, all of my tasks are done, uh, but at least by the end of the day. 
Wow. This is that, this is like insane time management right here. It <laughs> yeah. is. It really is. great. That's yeah. what that's what our listeners need to hear. Y'all hear that, students? Don't be procrastinating now. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. Cool. Manage your own time. Yeah, so you yeah. it out. So with that though, with with uh with our students, um, you know, I, I feel like the the first question our students may have, uh, you know, as they're signing up for classes and things and looking at, at course catalogs, uh definitely at NVC, but even at some, you know, four-year universities, there's not a uh social media strategist uh degree plan. So mm-hmm. what what uh what are some things that they could study or just some I mean, I think we've kind of covered skills that they may acquire time management seems to be number one but yeah. um, but but what you know what should they uh what should they do if they if they want to go into this line of work so that's the coolest part about you know what i do is that this job i essentially created it for myself. I went to Texas State University with a mass communications electronic media degree. All my life, I wanted to be a news reporter. That was a goal of mine. I wanted to be, you know, on E! News or Good Morning America. And when I went to Texas State, I was doing a lot of news reporting. And at the time, I mean, this was, we're talking 2009, where Facebook had just come onto the game. And Twitter was maybe about about two or three years and there was no Instagram, right? And so as I started to build my internships and and doing all these uh, student organizations, I really started to build up my writing skills, my um, TV skills, because, you know, you, you have to learn how to be on camera, you have to learn how to shoot, you have to learn how to edit, which is essentially what you do in social media, right? And when I was, when I was trying to find a job out of college, every single news station that I would interview, I would just get a rejection. And it wasn't until I got my first job out of college, which was to be a a news and video content director. So I worked for a startup company in the Stone Oak area. And his startup company was I was tasked with managing their social media and promoting businesses on their social media while also creating little commercials on YouTube. And that was kind of like their their package. It was a membership. They would pay a certain amount every month and they would get XYZ in promotion deals. And that's where I really started to learn about social media and about the power of, oh, these businesses really these these channels can really do so much for their their business and then really starting to study the the uh the science behind you know social at that point social media was still new to a lot of businesses but i really feel that when it comes to the future um and what they should study i mean i think they just students really have to understand that their job might not exist right now. Um, Like with me, I created it. Um, I did not take, I took one class. Um, It was called, it was my senior year at Texas State, excuse me. And it was called uh, Fundamentals, Fundamental of Digital Online Media. It was brand new. And uh, that was like the first like online social media class that there was, but I created my job. So 
I think it's really important to know that what you're studying right now might not be in existence in three years, five years, <clears throat> but to go ahead and, and, you know, think about how you could be innovative. Yeah. That's the, that's the bread and butter right there is, is figuring out, you know, where is there a need, right? And where, where is there a potential, uh, place or time because you it, a lot of this is timing too right because it if you exactly. realize you know what is what is currently happening we're, we're in we're in an, an industrial revolution from you know in the digital sense right i mean and, and it's it's important that um you know we don't get lost in that mm-hmm. right that idea that hey there's so much content Right. And, and a lot of I think a lot of people, what they feel is, uh, what does it matter if I put it out here? Because no one's going to see it anyways. But but it, it, the more that you do that, right, the more you put yourself out there uh, and engage. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's going to that's going to work for you. And, and it's you know, you're going to find your you're going to find your need. Right. Because yeah. we, we, that's that's kind of where where you led to. And then and then obviously with us doing this, this whole podcast ideas, there, there's a need somewhere. Right. And a lot of right. students really don't know what to do with their with their lives when they get out of college. Exactly. And I, I felt that um, I was very sort of closed minded when I was in college because, you know, society tells you that you have to go to college and get a, get a degree. And then, you know, you, you work for the companies that, um, that want experience or that allow you to get experience. And that was sort of my thing was I graduated from college with six internships under my belt. And I job shadowed every single news station that I could during the summer. I was heavily involved in student organizations. And still, with all of the experience, quote unquote, that I had, it still wasn't enough. And I think that when you are getting out of college, that may feel very daunting to understand, like, well, wait, so you're saying I need experience to, to get a job when I do have the experience from all of the hard work that I put in um, in class or even outside, you know, like I was I was a straight up hustler during the summer months. I was going to class. I was driving back and forth from San Marcos to San Antonio every day for eight months to intern at a local news station. What? And I felt that like you know, once I got out, I was going to find my dream job and everything was going to be great. And that's when I quickly learned, you know, you have to be very open-minded to the possibilities. And one thing that really changed the course of pretty much my whole career was understanding that I had to be open to the other avenues of communications. And if I am not going to find a job in TV reporting, then what other avenues in the mass communication field can I go into? And that's when I pivoted to public relations. And then public relations eventually led me to becoming a social media manager, which eventually led me to starting my own company. And I think that I, I think students need to understand that, you know, I have no business degree. I did not go to school for business, but I had to be a little bit open minded to all parts of communications because in social media, you are doing pretty much every single part of communications. I had to deal with PR and crisis comms this year. Um, I had to deal with, you know, when you're creating a personal brand and Right. You know, you you have to film yourself. You know, everything that I learned in college now allows me to create 
and edit videos for clients, create and edit videos for myself. And I think that's important to know that in all parts of communications, there each one is so important to do. And that's why even though something might not have worked in the field that you're in, you have to take those skills um, to something else. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's multifaceted for sure. For and that, sure. That's kind of that you know that kind of leads me, and I know, uh, you know, as as uh, teachers, we have a plan, right? And then we we have questions like, <laughs> here are the questions we're going to ask you. Um, but when a conversation flows, we want to get yeah. You know, we want to get to some more things that I think will be very valuable. And, and so far it's been great. Um, one of the, one of the things that as I was, as you were talking, I was listening and thinking, okay, how, how, how do you, uh, I don't want to say how do you, but where, like, where do you get this drive? Cause it's, it's, it, it's, <laughs> it's so uh, compelling to listen to. Right. And it's, it's, uh-huh. it's, it's powerful stuff, but, but where does that come from? I am very passionate about um, helping others. I'm very passionate about digital media. And I think about my childhood. I even mentioned this in my TED Talk where... um, Uh, Listen, (laughs) I heard you. (laughs) Good stuff. No, yeah, that's that's a that's exactly where I was going to because I think it's important that you know we tell our stories, right? As as to where, how we grew up, what we right. engaged ourselves into, and what we what we endured, right? So, so I mentioned yeah. this in I mentioned this in my TED talk, but um, at a very early age, I was on uh, digital. Um, I was on like these digital platforms, right? Like I had AOL when I was eight. And to think that like now kids are on uh, their cell phones at such a young age kind of like terrifies me a little bit because I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, like I was eight years old, but like these kids are now getting it at like four years old. Right. But I was very fascinated by the way AOL was changing the game. I mean, there was chat rooms and to even think about, you know, a person from the real Grand Valley, from the tiny tip of Texas is meeting teenage girls who adore NSYNC, right? And to have conversations (laughs) with them and like actually be able to create a community with people who have the same similar interests as you. That is so insane. It blows my mind um, to think that power of the internet and um, the, the capabilities that we, that we were growing up with. Um, I think that that was cool. And, and I was always fascinated too, with advertisement. I am, you know, I'm, my minor was in studies in pop culture because I really, truly loved just popular culture. Um, I think it's fascinating to study trends and, you know, what is, what is going on that sets the tone for, you know, meme culture, celebrity culture, all that stuff. And, I think for me, you know, one of the biggest, one of the biggest things when I was going, cause I, I really had a hard time uh, finding a job and I was very fortunate to have, you know, supportive parents who were, were able to support me while I was unemployed. And um, I did not want to go back home. I did, I did not want to go back to the Rio Grande Valley. I was like, I, I moved to San Antonio. I am going to find a job here. And I was really determined to whatever came my way. I was just really determined to make sure that 
I, I, you know, did all that I could before anything did not work out. And so I think it's just the, the, the passion. I'm, I'm truly passionate about the work that I do. I love it so much. I think it's so fascinating. And that's really what I said, you know, in my TED talk was from the, from a young age, I, I do feel like this was uh, something that was meant for me. I was creating videos on my parents' camcorder, uh, interviewing, you know, my stuffed animals and like just being, <laughs> you know, like being um, sort of that digital person at such a young age that part of me, you know, wishes that we had in, in our school curriculums. I wish we we had something a little bit like that because, you know, there's so many, so many kids who are passionate about specific fields and we don't get to we don't get to expand on that talent at all because um, right. we have a specific curriculum. Yeah. And uh, even when I got into college, I mean, it, it was cool to be a part of different student organizations. I was a part of the radio station. I was a part of the TV station. And being able to, like, do different things was really exciting. So I think it just comes yeah. from the passion that I have about digital media. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's evident in your post because, uh, you know, if you, <laughs> if you haven't followed the Social Butterfly Gal on, on IG, today is your day. Go and do that because this stuff is fire. Like this, <laughs> if you want to know and educate yourself and like curate your content in a, such a way that's engaging, like literally you got to follow this person because she's amazing. Oh, thank you. But yeah. What, 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 um, Mark, you had a, I, you had a thought. I was, I'm sorry. I'll interrupt you, man, but no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 this is great. So the, the, the one, the one thing I, I wanted to talk about that, that you mentioned is, is I want to, I wanted to pull back and, and really look at, um, what, what I, what I gather from your website is really become your baby. Uh, this, this, uh, company that you co-founded, uh, hustle plus socialize. Uh, if, yeah. if, that's, if that's putting it the right way, um, it, it seems <laughs> like this, company really is filling an, 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 a niche and, and is filling something that is very um, pertinent to our day-to-day life in 2020 and and, and for, for our students, for our incredibly yeah. diverse student body population. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wrapped up the conversation about, uh, you know, uh, diversity in Hollywood and the lack thereof. And, yeah. you know, I had mm-hmm. several uh, students, uh, you know, Latinx students tell me that that, that their voices aren't out there in Hollywood. Yeah. And, and I, and, you know, and my, my message to them was, well, go, go do it, go, go write it, go make it, go produce it. And so it seems, uh, and, and, and I want, and I, I want to talk to you about this and I want, want to give you an opportunity mm-hmm. to, to talk about this, but it seems like that's what your, this hustle plus socialize is wanting to do. And, and so talk about that, talk about the, the work you, you hope to accomplish and that you have accomplished with uh, founding this this business? Yeah, so my the Social Butterfly Gal brand essentially was a mixture of uh, social media, marketing, and women empowerment. And in the beginning stages of my business, I was working with a lot of female entrepreneurs. Uh, I worked with, you know, a meat market here in San Antonio on the South Side that was a family-owned, you know, meat market for hundreds of years. And the main CEO was now the daughter. And, um, and, and then just the majority of my clients were, you know, uh, fashion boutiques. And so I had a a huge passion for women entrepreneurs and, um, I was working with a business coach at the time 
And she had asked me, you know, what, what would you want to do in five years? And this was 2015. So we're 2020, right? So now we're five years in, but she had asked me in 2015, what do you want to do in five years? And I had said, well, I want to, I want to start a conference. I want to have a conference and I want it to be about women empowerment. Cause I'm very passionate about, um, empowering women and young girls because growing up in the Rio Grande Valley, we did not have that. And, you know, my, my best friend who is the co-founder, her and I essentially were pushing each other throughout our childhood. We've been best friends since we were 10 years old. And so I kind of, you know, blocked, I kind of put that out into the universe. And in 2016 and 2017, I was actually nominated for an award by a women's organization. Obviously not going to say which, but I was nominated for an award. And I just remember we were getting ready to go to the women's uh, organization, the ceremony. And I remember walking in and I was the only Latina in the room in San Antonio that was nominated. And then there was only one black woman in the room. And I just remember feeling like this wasn't right. Yeah. I was like, we're, we're San Antonio, Texas. And these are women. And one, I was like, I don't know how I got nominated by the way. Like I was just like two years <laughs> into business. I was like, how am I here? <laughs> like, I, I literally am like creating, you know, my business uh, templates from like my couch. Right. And I was like, how am I nominated? It's a blessing that I'm nominated, but I just remember I, I, I did not win the award, um, but in my in my uh, interview, I met a woman who works for Lift Fund, and I kind of threw it out there. You know, like you want to make yourself sound amazing, and I just threw it out there <laughs> that um, I, my best friend and I, because I, I when I left the award ceremony. I just was so angry. And I, I remember calling my best friend and I was just like, I just, I just don't get it. I don't understand. I think this is ridiculous. And then we started thinking about the concept of, well, you know, you had always said you wanted to launch a conference and you had said this and this, and we just started talking, right. Brainstorming about what it could be. And then in my, in my award interview, that's when I met um, a woman from Lift Fund Business, Women's Business Center. And I just threw it out there in the universe, just saying like, oh, well, I'm, I'm really wanting to launch a conference. And I didn't think anything would come out of that. But literally an hour after that interview, she emailed me and she said, I really want to know more about your conference and I want to help. And then from there, it was just like, oh, well, this is actually happening. And so really Hustle and Socialize was born because there was a lack of uh, diversity being represented in women's organizations in San Antonio. And my best friend lives in the Rio Grande Valley. And at that time, she just kind of wanted to be sort of a consultant. She lived in New York uh, for 10 years. She went to Columbia University. She got to work with a lot of event organizers. She was involved a lot in her student council with, uh, they call it like Ivy Council up there and just really, really involved in, in community organizing. And at that time, she just did not really want to be the face of the brand. But as we started to build out the conference, we recognized that this was not, this was not going to be a part of Social Butterfly Gal. This was its own baby. This was its own thing. And we were really, um, we could tell that there wasn't 
an organization that served, you know, identifying women, um, women of color for, you know, for that matter, and, and women, the LGBTQ community, like there wasn't really just something that was out there for representation. And we, we had no idea how we were going to put this on, but that woman from Lift Fund, her name's Margot Slauson, we're forever grateful for her, but she really helped us. And she, you know, connected us with uh, people that connected us with other people to be our speakers. And we launched our very first conference in 2018. We launched tickets in April of that year and we sold out our conference. We brought 110 women to that very first conference in 2018. And wow. we we did not think that that was going to happen. So we didn't have any plans, right? Like we didn't have any plans about a second conference. And so people were coming, like the women that were there were coming up to us and, and was like, well, when's the next one? And what are you guys going <laughs> to do next? And that's when we said, awesome. oh, this has to become a business. So we quickly filed our LLC right after that conference. And our second conference uh, expanded into a two and a half day conference. And that one, we brought over 200 women to together in June of 2019. COVID kind of, you know, ruined a little bit of our third year, but our third year conference, which was held in June, we pivoted very, very quickly to a virtual concept. And that was tremendous. We had over 20 amazing women become speakers very last minute, but brought the value to our attendees and we're forever grateful. But I mean, we're working on our fourth, our fourth annual conference now, and it's really all about professional and personal development with um, a diverse group of women. We really, Hustle and Socialize is really meant to connect women business owners to, you know, the, the leaders of San Antonio. We help them with all avenues, whether that's financial, um, branding, um, you know, assistance with creating their own LLCs, a lot of, you know, mental health, mindset work and wow. jobs have been created from people just attending Hustle and Socialize. Connections have been formed and it's truly amazing to see. And I told my business coach, so that was 2015 uh, when I sat with her. So we got that done in three years, <laughs> which is wow. so cool. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. And that's incredible. The, uh, you know, just the, the, the purpose of all of this work that you're doing, right? It's, it's, it's like the fruits of your labor and mm -hmm. you can see that you're now expanding, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of these uh, turn into essential services basically for, for, for the community. Um, yeah. Like so that's it's, amazing. And, and it's true, a, a true testament to the power of women coming together for great. You know, um, so many of our speakers have connected with other leaders that were at the conference to actually work together on contracts and projects. And then we had several of our sponsors who were in attendance. They found some of their employees at the conference. And it's really this synergy that is so beautiful to see in our community of women just, you know, creating, especially in the Latinx community. I mean, so many business owners are, are, they're starting businesses at a, at a fast rate. And I know of course COVID and, and the stats of that have kind of, you know, 
not really been that great, but the fact that some of our women are still pushing through their resiliency is still amazing. And we're so, we're so grateful to have a platform that aids in um, bringing their stories to, to light and to connect with so many other people to continue, you know, making, stimulating our economy here in San Antonio. That's amazing. That's really, and and that kind of gets to our, you know, our, uh, you know, memorable uh, experiences and things that you've, that you've done. Um, Mark, do we do, what else can we ask this amazing person? (laughs) I feel like we've learned so much in like such a short amount of time. This is, again, this is something you cannot get in a textbook. So there you go. It it really, it really isn't. And it's so funny because I even told my husband that I was like, you know, if someone were to have told me this in college, I would have laughed a little bit. I would have been like, what? But it, it really is all, you know, trial and error. That's entrepreneurship. There are so many times where I've had to pivot. I've had to learn uh, what sticks and what doesn't. I mean, even Hustle and Socialize, we waited a year and a half to fully launch our conference. It didn't just happen, you know, overnight. Uh, the original concept of the idea happened in 2017, but we needed to take a whole year and a half to pretty much create, you know, the actual programming and meet with other leaders in our city that would connect us to other people. And I feel like, you know, there, we live in this instant gratification world because that's what we're in dated and business is not like that. You know, like you really have to, to, to go into entrepreneurship and to really, you know, be successful and, and just, you have to work hard. You have to hustle and you have to pivot and it does not come overnight. Um, and I think like students need to understand that, like, this is really, like work where I am working at random hours of the night, you know, uh, like even yeah, with hustle shout out to and, that. <laughs> yeah, like work, um, like at one o'clock in the morning and, and even, you know, on the days where like for hustle and socialize pretty much leading up to the conference, uh, my business partner and I are constantly, you know, staying up late and creating, we have a small little uh, board of advisors that really kind of helps us, but it's just pretty much us two and, and any volunteer that we have. So we don't have, you know, employees and it's pretty much us. So it's, it's a lot of long nights. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. So I guess as we, uh, as we wrap things up for this episode, um, tell, tell our students, uh, where, where can they find you? Uh, what's, yeah. What's, yeah. Where can, where can they find you? I'm very active on Instagram. Instagram is one of my favorite platforms. You'll find okay. me, you know, posting so they can find me at the social butterfly gal. Okay. And um, I love Twitter too. Very active tweeting. You can find me there at Christina SBG. And then to check out my website, you could go to www.thesocialbutterflygal.net. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's amazing. That's well, amazing. shout out to Christina. Thank you so much for yeah. joining us. It is so nice to meet you and get to sit and talk with you about all the amazing work that you're doing. My wife is from the Valley. She's from La Feria. So <laughs> husband is from La Feria. No joke. My husband is from yeah. La Feria. That's so yeah. cool. 
Yeah. So, so big up to the RGV uh, who raised you and, uh, uh, you know, it's just amazing to see you flourish and, uh, and, and thanks again for joining us and helping us get our students uh, equipped with the knowledge that they need to empower themselves, especially our uh, young women uh, that are in our classes that uh, really need to have a narrative and, and understand that it is possible and you are worth uh, yeah. you know, everything in this world and you can do whatever yeah. it is you put your mind to. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, well thanks uh, again. Thank and so I think that, yeah, that wraps us up and uh, join us next time. Our audience is uh, growing. So absolutely. Yeah. Guys have a, a great weekend. Yeah. Have a nice weekend. Uh, catch us, catch the next episode.